Here are the Tastemasters we'd like to continue to preach personal health. Our friends at Drip IV Utah will help you feel like a whole new person again. Backed by an experienced medical control group, Drip IV will help you repair, feel rejuvenated, and rehydrated. Say goodbye to colds, migraines, low energy, and hangovers. Drip IV has an on-demand IV treatment loaded with fluids and nutrients to bring you back to feeling 1,000%. Oh, and guess what? They are 24-7 and 100% mobile. That's right, family. They come to you. The Tastemasters team will be using Drip IV for any and all big industry events, celebrations, and if we happen to get sick. Give Drip IV Utah a chance. Head to DripIVUtah.com or call or text 385-301-6279 for a booking. When checking out, drop the code TASTEMASTERS15, that's right, TASTEMASTERS15 to save 15% off your first Drip IV experience. Trust us when we say a Drip IV a day will keep the doctors away. Until the next IV, my friends. Shout out to our sponsors, Kings Peak Coffee Roasters. Located on 412 South, 7th Weapon in Salt Lake, Kings Peak has a wonderful coffee shop and roastery with great atmosphere, delicious coffee, friendly baristas, and plenty of parking. Offering to help anyone willing to learn coffee, Kings Peak is the place to go. Kings Peak is ethically and sustainably sourced, believing that everyone in the coffee supply chain should be properly supported through fair compensation and powered by real human-to-human relationships. Open Monday through Friday, 7 to 2, and Saturday and Sunday, 9 to 2, you will feel loved the moment you walk through their doors. For any questions or inquiries or wholesale, visit them at kingspeakcoffee.com or just head on over. Good chance you'll see us there. Until the next coffee, my friends. Listening to the Tastemasters, where we sit down and learn from artists within the world of craft beer, liquor, and various fermentation techniques. Alright, family, we are here in the heart of Strap Tank Brewery, and I'm here with one of everyone's favorite, Greg Schoenwolf. How you doing, brother? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. You are one of the sweetest people in Utah, brother. Thanks. I told my wife today that uh, you were the one sitting down in front of us, and she's like, oh, tell him hi. He's one of the nicest people ever. And awesome. she doesn't go out to a lot of those uh, brewery events, so. Oh, I'll definitely tell her hello for me, yeah, too. Yeah, I will. So yeah, thank you awesome. for being so kind, always to my wife and to myself and to everyone around you. Uh, I feel like what you put out in the world is what you get back. Amen. So uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking to be kind and be kind around it. and get kindness back and yeah. see people be kind to each other in the streets and you know, let's just end this violence and hatred. And yeah, and nonsense. today's a Martin Luther King Day. Exactly. So it's That's, even a beautiful day to remember it is. Uh, a great man and what happened. It's really yeah, cool. He was, he was a great man. Yeah. And we, we could all take a, a page or ten out of his, mm-hmm. his lifestyle yeah. and uh, think about treating each other nicely and standing up for each other when it's needed. And Yeah, and no violence. Violence within I mean, and outside. You know, of course... There are reasons why violence happens. Uh, I I tend to not agree with that. If we could all just you know just stop violence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> Except for Black Friday. I mean, yeah. Well. I throw down on Black Friday. I get crazy <laughs> for that stuff. <laughs> so, well, if I, 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 I have some questions I want to ask. I want to know, uh, let's get a background story of you. Like, um, have you been in Utah your whole life? Mm, yes and no. Okay, so let's start in young Greg to, uh, to now. So Greg. young Greg, quick nutshell story. Uh, so as a kid, I uh, was born in Albuquerque. Uh, wow. Moved here at like eight months. So kind of like a for almost born here kind of guy. Um, my dad was a professor at the university, and we traveled to Europe when I was about seven for a sabbatical that he was doing there to do some science. What part of Europe? Uh, Belgium, specifically. Oh, cool. So my sister was put into ballet classes, and uh, my parents were like, oh, he could use some time away from the apartment, because we were homeschooled, and yeah. um, so I was put into ballet lessons. Um, after the sabbatical was over, we came back to Salt Lake, and um, it was about two years we were out of the country. Um, we came back, and I <clears throat> uh, started doing the Ballet West Nutcracker. Really? And That's I super cool. did pretty much every boy-kid role from um, seven years old to 16 years old. Every, you know, every character, which was a lot of fun. That's so cool. Is it only uh, seasonal? Is it only like it the... Is just the, yeah. Uh, and so then I was doing lessons at the Ballet West Conservatory, um, growing as a ballet dancer. Um, I went out of state to uh, Seattle for a summer program oh. when I was 16, and they were like, hey, you should stay for the year program. So I said to my parents, hey, I'm going to run away to ballet camp, ballet school, and they were like, no, you're not. I said, well, I am. And they were like, At 16? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So they were like, oh, okay, I guess you're moving to Seattle then. And so I did. Um, and I danced there for two years in their professional division. And I was like, I'm done being a student that's doing professional work. I want to be a professional dancer. So I started auditioning and got a job in Fort Worth Dallas Ballet. Danced there for two years. Um, Change, no changes happened in their management, and I actually got fired. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, they were just cleaning the house, and they wanted a whole new palette of people to work with. Okay. So they just cleaned house, and I was one of like the 20-something people that got fired that year. And I picked up a job in Valley, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, a couple hours north of Fort Worth, and danced there for about two years. Um, you like two year gaps, like yeah. it's, it's a jam. You have two yeah, years. Yeah, I was. It was for a while, and so then um, I from there uh, moved to Cincinnati Ballet, and I was there for about five years. Oh wow! And um, uh, that's when I was like, you know, I'm, I'm tired of dancing. Uh, my my, I had met my wife during that gap between uh, Ballet Oklahoma and Cincinnati. Okay. And she moved with me to Oklahoma, and then she moved with me to Cincinnati, and we uh, got married, and uh, so that was cool. Now, was that 22 years ago, you said? Uh, 20 years ago. 2001, we got married, but we met in 2000. Uh, So, uh, yeah, so she was like, I want to have kids, and I don't want to live in Cincinnati with them fair <laughs> and i said yeah we've got grandparents and aunts and uncles back in salt lake so yeah let's let's cruise on back to utah and so we came back to utah in 2005 okay um and so then 
Um, yeah, we've been here ever since. I worked for the university as parking patrol. Uh, I taught dance around at bunches of studios. I was a stay-at-home dad no for a while. Which was, What's your wife do? What's her name, by the way? Uh, Sarah. Sarah She's right. an accountant. And, and, you know, not that kind of accountant. <laughs> but uh, a numbers and taxes, mm-hmm. mostly taxes, is what she's her specialty is. Nice. Um, yeah, so her busy season is beginning now. Oh, I bet. It's a crazy season. <laughs> oh, man. Bless yeah. her heart. Well, now until April, or hopefully they don't extend deadlines right. and like all that. Long. Yeah. So then as coming from Cincinnati, came to Salt Lake, Traffic yep. Patrol, what happened after Traffic Patrol? Uh, I was teaching dance and... Um, only ballet dance, like specifically? Yeah. Did you do any ballroom or anything? No. Any I mean, any? I have done some ballroom like style choreography pieces, mm-hmm. you know, that I was involved in, and modern dance, and jazz dance, and um, all sorts of crazy stuff, like, yeah. a lot of, a lot of wild, it was, it was a very rock star lifestyle, because you really? would rehearse, and then performance week would come, and you'd just, like, perform, and then go out to the bar, or perform, and go out to the bar, or perform, and go... <laughs> it's tedious. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was very, like, just a party lifestyle in many ways. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Black Swan. Oh, yeah. But that is... It's, it's a very weirdly uh, true interpretation, in my opinion. Really? Of the dance life in the ballet world. There's a is lot it that of, cutthroat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, no. It's, it's pretty crazy. Is Mia Kunis always there? <laughs> Basically. There oh with a goodness. knife to your back. I, yeah, because uh, I, I showed Holly that movie for the first time, I think, last year. Because mm-hmm. she had never seen it. And I'm like, wait a second, what? It was the first movie I walked out of. Not walked out of. After I finished seeing yeah. the movie, you were like, I, I didn't know if it was good or bad. I'm like, what did I just watch? That was like a, a bad trip. Yeah. Kind of situation. Yes. For, and then yeah. I had to sleep on it with my buddy Grayson. And then... <laughs> We came out of it and like, yeah, we both texted each other that morning. That was a good movie. Yeah. Damn good movie. It was amazing in that weird, crazy way, but it did capture the, in my, again, in my opinion, because mm. <laughs> there was actually at the time a lot of anger that it was a quote unquote possibly exposing like the dance world, the craziness of it. Mm. Yeah. 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 Which I would say, yeah. 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 So what, what, so you danced for probably almost 10 years. From seven to 25 and then Shoot. I taught for till I was like thirty. So like a like good twenty years of your life. Thirty-five, yeah, yeah, yeah. I taught so for a long, long time. what was what was so enticing about it? Um, as a guy, there's not many guys involved, so you have like, as a young guy, like a lot of scholarships and a lot of opportunities handed to you. Um, you know, just oh, we need a prince, we need a beast, we need a. A stagecoach guy. Yeah. We need, you know, all sorts of male yeah. roles on stage. And you were able to roles. fit in and... Did you enjoy it, though? Uh, yeah. I mean, was, clearly, I mean, you it, must have 20, it, 20 It was a years. lot of fun until it wasn't. Mm. Um, at a certain point, my body was like, ouch. Uh, if I keep doing these sorts of things, it's I'm going to need surgeries. Like knees, backs, hips. I can only imagine. Your joints are just taking a beating. Yeah. Night in, night out, and you're training for it. Because you, in essence, are an athlete. You're doing athletic things. Yeah. Continuously working out. Absolutely. And training your body and mind to yeah. perform at yeah. tough competitions or you know, dance rehearsals or dance, re- you know, whatever yeah. performance is happening. Well, and being a young person, you want to go out and party, too. So you're kind right. of 
kind of abusing your body a little bit in that way also. Uh, yeah, so you're really healthy, and then you do the opposite yeah. that you're supposed to, just kind of trash your body. Mm-hmm. Damn. I mean, when I was a kid, I agreed. I didn't have to sign anything necessarily, but I agreed verbally that I wouldn't go skiing. I wouldn't skateboard. I wouldn't go mountain bike. I wouldn't do these things you have that one were knee dangerous. injury, one ankle injury, one hip yep. injury. You're, they're done. Dance career's done. So that's where I was when I was 25. I was like, you know, if I have anything to give back, it's choreography and, and, or, or teaching lessons that's super on rad. the art, which was, I, I got tired of it. There was like then, um, yeah, it just, it, we were also moving away from the studio that I was teaching at. And mm. so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of over this whole thing and looking for something else. So I took some more time off, mm. <laughs> stay at home dad, more time, and um, uh, so I started a nonprofit or well, I, I joined a club, a beard and mustache club. Ooh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> that became a nonprofit organization with the help of other people, not just me by any means. Um, but um, I've been the president of this club for since 2013 or so, Um, mostly because nobody else wants the job. (laughs) 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 It's it's a a silly job. We raise money for charity with our facial hair. (laughs) How is that a thing? Uh, We host a competition. (laughs) And um, people come and show off. We have different categories for, say, a mustache or what you're sporting right now would be a goatee, sir. Oh, yeah? Yes, you would be in our goatee category. Yes. Um, oh, I'm going to tell Holly this. I'm, I'm going to start entering competitions now. You, you just let that thing grow out and start, like, you know, putting a little wax in there and a little, uh, you know, braid in there and, you know, oh, come to the show. I'm going to talk and, to you after this because oh, I need yeah. some. I need some uh, this uh, is the first time I've had facial hair ever. Oh, see, it's, oh, yeah. it's good. It's very good. Thank just you. Just got to let it grow. Oh, it was, it, it might go for a while. You should. Because yeah. like he's a top head. Because you have hair on the back, on, uh, you know, on the front I've, and the, uh, and the back. All the hair. Yeah. Like, I, 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 it's not that I don't like barbers. Barbers are rad people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just avoid them? <laughs> I just, uh, I mean, I just don't go to them. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's one of my lazy qualities is that I just feel like, uh, you know, this stuff is just going to grow back again. Might as well just let it grow. I, I, I mean, so I just started letting my beard grow and I was because I was like, I'm tired of shaving. You know, I get up every day and I scrape this blade. I'm done with this. Yeah. And then I found other people that were like, yeah, why would you shave? That's stupid, dude. <laughs> Wasting time. Yeah. I mean, and then, it's, then I realized there's like this whole nationwide. I've never thought of it that and way. And then I realized there's this whole worldwide uh, so the World Beard and Mustache Championships are coming this June in Berghausen, Germany. Uh, worldwide, right? Yeah, this is the big world show. It's like everybody from around the world that wants to show off their facial hair goes to this thing. And uh, so I'm, I'm a fourth place world champion. Wow. My first time going to Worlds, I got a fifth place championship. That's pretty in, cool. In freestyle beard, which is like I style my beard up with hairspray into shapes. Okay. I like stars and swirls and spirals and um, mostly like, um, um, I 
can't think of the word, um, not balanced. Abstracted, uh, kind Yeah, of? abstract and um, asymmetrical. Asymmetrical. That's I'm looking for. Yeah, an asymmetrical design where it's like swirls and stuff on this side and then a shooting star over here. That's so cool. It's like, I, I don't know, it's... it's I. I I spent a lot of time on the internet searching and looking at people and what they had done, and I was thinking, you know, what haven't, what hasn't been done? You're right. You Be know? different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I try to always go with that, and it's not always liked. Mm. Um, like people like very symmetrical things. Mm. Like I, I, supposedly that has to do with beauty. Is that you know you have a very symmetrical face and makes you beautiful? Blah, 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 blah. Nah. You know. So like. I think an aesthetic is that, you know, you're looking for that symmetry and things like, right. you know, an architecture and stuff like that. The so, architecture of a beard. Yeah. I so, love it. But I, I, I go against that sort of thing, you know. That's Do you look forward to it every year? Is it, is it an uh, annual event? It's every two years. Um, uh, last year's was canceled. Um, it was... Because of COVID? But yeah, that one. Yeah. That, that thing. The C yeah. word. The C word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That whole thing. So I'll come back. So it's in June yeah. this year. Are you going to be uh, going to that competition this time? Uh, I'm hoping to. I, I am working towards it. We're looking at flights. You know. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I think you should. I, I I really 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 want to. It's something that I think. Um, I, I want to try to get a third place, and if I or better, first yeah. place. Try to get a first Sh place. Sure. I, but I'd be super happy with a third. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that, I, and in Germany it would be really cool because the Germans are are kind of the guys that started the beard competition thing. Okay, um, they and they formed the the world's organization that hosts the World Beard and Mustache Championship. Okay, um, and so like it, it would be like going to their house and saying, "Look at." I'm doing something that you guys would hate. And I placed. Oh. And not, no disrespect to anybody, but just like... Ta-da! <laughs> Take that. Bam. Oh. It would be cool. It would be fun. It would be really fun. Um, and, and again, like the, the, last, the last Worlds was in Antwerp, Belgium. Okay. Which I went to with my wife. She got a much better place as a first place world champion. <laughs> She got a yeah. first place. Her oh, mustache yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so my wife, the, they have women's categories. Um, of course, there's like the actual natural bearded women that grow facial hair. They, they just compete against the men because a lot of times their beards and mustaches are better than guys. Hey. Uh, no joke. I'm not going to argue. No joke. I have friends that have better beards and mustaches than men, pants down. Beating them in, in very fair and square beard competitions. Good. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. I like this. Yeah. Um, the other women's categories are craft categories. There's the natural categories, which are a mustache or beard. And those are like where you take something like a wig hair, a synthetic hair, real hair, anything that's hair, very much hair looking, mm -hmm. and use that to create a beard. Otherwise, you would use um, then, and that that's those natural categories. And then okay. there's a creative category where you'd use like anything you could find, like bottle caps, keys, microphone cords, just because these are things sitting right. in front of me. Right. You know, like, but you create then something that appears to be a beard that is attached attached to their face like a beard, 
and and hangs like a beard. Oh, that's super cool. And so then, you know, something that is made of things that are not beard but resembles a beard categories. So what did Sarah... So uh, she took she, first place? Yeah, she built a mustache. She was in creative mustache. So she built a mustache out of, like, dream catchers, which, like, got... So yeah, smaller when it like, came out? Or they got bigger? bigger. What? Yeah, it was, it was wildly cool. That and is really cool. She traveled that from here to Belgium, and... Yeah. Was it heavy? Uh, like- I mean, it wasn't heavy, but it, we had to put it into a backpack, which it was kind of deconstructed. No, like, heavy on her face. Oh, I mean, yeah, but yeah. Not, not too heavy. She's, she's very crafty, so oh, she's like so thinking cool. about weight restrictions. So you both bringing home top three would be pretty cool. Well, fourth, but so if she goes to Germany, I bet she can, I, I, I bet she can do real well again. Yeah. I have some, yeah. My, my mind's going... I just want to give you all the ideas, but I don't want to give them on, on, on air because oh, there's yeah. secrets, right? Proprietary. Yeah. <laughs> I got to have you sign an agreement before we do this. <laughs> That's really cool. So going back to the organization, the nonprofit organization, yeah. did you start this? So it was a club already that I was invited and into. What's it called? Uh, the Salty Saints Social Club and Facial Hair Society. Holy shit. That's a, <laughs> it's a mouthful. Yeah. But we just go by the Salty Saints. Salty Saints. And, you know, it's kind of a play on we're salty, but we're saintly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a play on the LDS thing, which, you know, eh. they're our neighbors. We right. love them. They have cool beards. They do. Well, some of the old ones. It's yeah. not so in fashion for them now. Yeah. The facial hair. Back in the day, though. Yeah, they should bring it back. I'm telling you. It's like, you know, the pioneers were wearing beards. Yeah. I'm trying to bring it back. Yeah. I mean, bring it back. Dude. Let's bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> so then you started, are you, is there um, like a chapters? So, well, we have our own club here in Salt Lake, that, gotcha. and it's just us, the Salty Saints. We don't have very many members right now due to times of down time of COVID. Mm. Uh, we just kind of disbanded, not, but not really momentarily just so everybody yeah hiatus so people can focus on their stuff strangely in the middle of that hiatus we hosted the great american beard and mustache championships which is like um, a lower category than worlds but it's just the the north american championships Mm. and we had put in a bid four years ago and it got canceled two years ago but then it finally came around just last year so it was like a big fiasco, and people came and went, and it it was great. We, oh, we ended a up fiasco having in a good, it. a good way. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was a long fiasco to get to the actual event. Mm. Uh, but once we finally got there, it was a good time. So oh, I love it. But and and we we raised some good money for charity. Good. and and all that. So and where was that hosted at? Uh, up at Snowbird. Oh yeah. So is, the, is it the ones that uh, during the um, October Oktoberfest? No, it wasn't. Uh, that wasn't our regular one. Okay. Uh, it was just a, a side-off uh, project to host the Great American. Okay. Um, but we will we will be doing ours again this year at Snowbird Oktoberfest. That's um, so cool. Usually around the first weekend. Is it they, uh, they multiple go. times or just the one weekend? Just, just the one weekend. Uh, so cool. Because a lot of people actually come from out of town. Gotcha. That's the first um, time I yeah. saw that. Was, yeah. And I was telling you this, like I, we went to my, I think it was one of my first October Fest Hall and I went and they had the beard competition there. Yeah. And then the mustache and they had this unique and just fantastic. And I had to get my picture with all of them. 
I was that guy. Like, I was I, there that can day. I, can I, get, I, I was just I hosting. My phone. I was I busy. Yeah, I, I was like running phone. around, like putting up tents, taking down tents, getting trophies out, putting them, you know, la, 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 yeah. running around like a Don't a wax around. Hairspray everywhere. Yeah. yeah. How long does it take you to, to put together a mustache or a beard like that? Um, so like those, those two big curls you saw on Oktoberfest mm-hmm. uh, at TF, uh, that was about a half an hour. That's about like, and it's up. Half hour with a hair dryer and hairspray. You do it by yourself, or does Sarah help you? Nope, just me. She at the very beginning when I started this beard journey, um, she would help, but it, she would pull like one hair, and I'd be like, "Ow!" And then she'd be like, "Don't yell at me!" And I'm like, "I just said ow." It's totally what. No, you're yelling at me now. You're yelling. No, I'm not yelling. I just said, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done too." Yeah. Yeah. So then it was like, "I'm on my own for this." She generally, like, will go out of town for these things a lot of times, um, and she'll be like, okay, I'm going to go out to lunch with the gang later. And I just stand there in front of the mirror and hairspray for, like, a couple hours. (laughs) Because for, like, bigger competitions, I'll do, I mean, my biggest, longest style has been about four hours worth of, like, hairspraying and styling for worlds. Yeah. I'll, I'll put in that. Like, Are there rules like you can't put toothpicks in there no, or something like yeah, that? No, nothing or, that would support beyond hairspray or wax. So uh, can you use gel? Yeah. So gel, you can use hair products wax. basically. Hair that's, products. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Are there, are there parameters on these products? Like they can't have extra strength. No. Nope, no. Nope. Everyone's against Pantene. No. You know, like. oh, we all use the most extra strength. <laughs> I bet yeah, you do. We do. And so it's okay yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, does. Smell have an issue? Does the, can you put things in it? Like yeah. a flower petal or yes. is that okay? You can do that to a degree. It just can't help with the structure, the yeah. stability it of can't the beard. Help with structural. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got yeah. my mind going. I have yeah. things I want to do. It's now. pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, man, the magic of hairspray though. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. What's your go-to hairspray product? Um, it's so uh, it's called Got to Be Glued. Got to be glued. Not to be a commercial for these guys because it's probably the most toxic thing on earth. <laughs> also, I didn't say that. Maybe I don't know. It's hairspray. Yeah, and it's I'm spraying it like up my nose. It's yeah. not just like, you know, but it has a lot of like plastic polymer, I guess. Mm. And it's that yellow can in the hairspray aisle. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I love it. It's, I was told when it has those plastics in it, you don't yeah. want to then burn your hair because it will oh. melt into your oh, hair. Oh, yeah. And that's the no-no. Yeah, I use like a very cool hair dryer. I don't, I very, because also the heat is damaging in the hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it gets, my, my beard gets very brittle after I style mm. it and I have to, I, I, I basically go home after that and shower for like an hour. Oh, man, you yeah. sit there and brush it out, just, brush it out, well, brush it just, out. Shower and, and wash and wash and just wash. Just trying and to get that like resoap love it back. And reco- mm. Yeah, recondition it and resoap. And Do you have a secret or a special uh, rehydrating mm. element for your beard? Yeah, uh, it's ex- actually it's called Mariner Jacks beard mm. oil. It's it's Ooh. from England. It's Ooh. quite fancy. Yeah. It's got very like nice smells. My pinky went up when I you said know. that. Mariner <laughs> Jack's beard oil. It's it's beautiful stuff though. Like he's got very classic scents that are you know like yeah bergamot and sandalwood and mm. you know like just that. A hint of patchouli, you know, like the tiny, you know, it's not like boom patchouli, mm-hmm. but you know, and I love patchouli, but you know, in in monitored 
dose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not go crazy with yeah, it. Like, crazy with the spices. Just the, yeah, but you know, so like, and, and again, in like the industry that I work in now, I, I don't use much scented stuff in my beard because then I can't actually smell the beer that I'm mm-hmm. canning and, and you know. It, All like, flavors can be yeah, a thing. Yeah, it kills my, my palate. So mm-hmm. like definitely on mornings where I'm canning, I, I try to just come in as clean, as no scent going on. It makes sense though because yeah. uh, I mean because I've been trying to start using oh, a balm mm-hmm. for my little mustache. Yeah. I haven't named it yet. I'm trying to name it. Give it like a <laughs> nice little name. Stashy McStashison. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized <clears throat> the first couple times I did it I was trying to smell a beer that was you know finishing mm-hmm. fermenting mm-hmm. and I realized uh oh I smell yeah. cedar. <laughs> smell something that this, is not this even in this beer. Should, yeah, it's like what? I, and Did, who adjuncted <laughs> this with cedar? <laughs> no, but I think it's really cool that you're doing this. And how long can you be president for? Uh, eternally, forever, eternally. So I, how does one I am join the? the uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all the power. Yes. How does one join said club? Uh, so really, the, you just come hang out with us whenever we end up hanging out again. Hang out again. Let's Question go. Mark. Presidente. Yes. Yeah, I know. I, I've been really thinking about trying to get a get together on. You know, so this is the the problem is that we have a lot of people with families. Mm. So then it's hard to go to breweries, which is like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> well, there's some breweries that are family friendly. We actually have had a meeting here. Really? At this very then come location. Back. Come back. Yeah. Always come back. They yeah. always come back. Oh, yeah. We could we could do it again. Again, because it's a family friendly yeah. brewery, mm-hmm. which and is rare in Utah. It is rare in Utah. Hint, Utah. Change your um, stupid law. That's why I think you need to do it as soon as possible. Yeah. It's really cool. Do you have to have facial hair? To be in said no, club, no, not at all. I mean, yeah, here, the, the intent to dine or the, the intent to grow. Thing is every single human has a facial hair of some mm. kind? Probably. I mean, not every single. There's I mean, a probably or one or two that don't. Eyebrows, have hair. nose hairs. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so like, no, we're all inclusive. It does. Cool. N- nah. No facial hair necessary. Come hang out. Then I'm coming to the next meeting and we're having well, it here. And you have Boom. facial hair. So. Yes. Finally. And, and you're wearing the squatters with the beard shirt. So we bring Jason Stock in? We've never met that guy. I don't know him. Just <laughs> he, he needs to be <laughs> part, of the, part of the uh, <laughs> the club. I know. He we should text him after this. And everybody's like, he's the only bearded brewer in Utah. We're all like, hey, dude. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just talking schmack on him, but I love that guy. Yeah, and, and I'm just messing. Do you uh, uh, ever miss not having a nude face no i, I when's mean, the last you're gonna have this question asked a yeah, lot yes when's the last time you had um, a nude face like and short hair like 2012 wow was the last time i like was shaving my cheeks mm. and doing like a goatee but it like it, i was trying to let that get long mm-hmm. and it, it only got to about there and then i was like why am i doing this i need to just let the whole thing grow why am I? Why am uh, I still shaving? This is stupid. Yeah, you're defeating the purpose of what you originally started. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. still doing it. Yeah, I was like, all right, whole thing, and then it was this weird, like short and long, and short and long, and then it all just kind of meshed. I love it. And then, it, like, yeah, it just kind of, yeah. And I haven't trimmed or shaved in my face. Oh wow, good for you. Legs, I shave every day. 
Every day? Oh, no, I was just like, wow. <laughs> no oh, way. Once a week guy over here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, again, I'm like, I gave up on that, that shaven yeah. thing. I was like, it's just too much work. Yeah, it is work. Yeah. And yeah. when I want to go in the shower, I just want to be clean and be done. Mm-hmm. I need more mm-hmm. things. Add more things to my repertoire. Shaving. It's like. You have to buy razors and shaving cream, or you get one of those electric things that just lasts only so long, and it's all yep. jammed up and dull. Yeah, and gunky. And yeah. then razor uh, blades and cells are expensive. They're all hell expensive. I've moved on to this beer. Oh, what beer are you drinking there, sir? That's a, I'm not sure. What is it? That's a, our Australian sparkling Aus- ale. Australian sparkling yes. ale. Yes, and right? the yeast and hops are from Australia. So well, we, that's a collaboration. This is the, has the nectar on in it. No, that was this oh, one. Oh, that was this one. Mm-hmm. This one has Pride of Ringwood. Don't tell me things. I'll say them all wrong back to you. <laughs> Ringwood Pride. Ringwood. Mm-hmm. No, that's a, yeah, it's a fun beer. No, that's good. And nobody does this. Uh, we, uh, the, proper we boy, the proper crew and us, we were trying to figure out if professionally and commercially this has been made before, and we don't think so. Well, it's clean and crispy. You could but drink yeah, it. It's haze and dry, full-bodied. It's I an mean, oxymoronic beer. It's good. Thank you. Really tasty. Yeah, we named this one Buggy Number Nine. Buggy Number Nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. <laughs> so, well, on that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back because we're gonna open some beers. Is is is. Sound good? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out to our newest sponsor, I Am Bar Holistic Healing. As a family, we here at this Taste Master team want to advocate self care and wellness. Life is a beautiful journey, and it can have many stresses along the way. I Am Bar Healing is a wellness studio focused on integrated holistic health, wellness, and healing. They are here to offer modalities, tools, technologies, techniques, and support in all areas of healing that are unique to you, both individually in private one-on-one settings and collectively in group settings. Deep healing is a journey of education, empowerment, and owning one's responsibility for personal health. Healing techniques such as yoga, reiki, sound bath, educational seminars, massage, breathwork, and so much more. I Am Bar Holistic Healing is a one-stop shop for all things healing, health, and wellness, ranging from esoteric energy work to allopathic medicines. Check them all out on social media platforms or online at eambar.co for all updated events. I personally choose I Am Bar for all my breathwork sessions. I tell you this, it's changed my life. Investing in yourself is priceless. Become your higher selves, my friends. Shout out to our sponsor, Solstice Malt. Solstice Malt is Utah's only craft malt house producing premium malt from local barley, oat, rye, and wheat. From farm to bag, Solstice Malt has a loving hand in each step of the way. Floor malted, flaked, raw, roasted, smoked, and everything in between, Solstice Malt does it all with pristine technique. Supplied and trusted by breweries, distillers, and all brew supply stores in Utah, we highly recommend using grain from Solstice Malt. For any inquiries or any questions, reach out to Solstice Malt on all platforms or shoot them an email at solsticemalt at gmail.com. Remember, without malt, there is no beer. Until the next malt, my friends. Outlaw Distillery's coffee rum is back in stock. Outlaw makes some of the best rums in the game. Don't believe us? Head on over to Outlaw Distillery located at 552nd West, 8360 South, Midvale, Utah for a tour and tasting. 
Their staff is well-trained and leads with full passion. With homegrown green to glass, Outlaw Distillery carries some of our favorite weekday sippers, like vanilla bean rum, spiced rum, honey bourbon, and that delicious bourbon whiskey. Trust us when we say it should be outlawed. It's so good. Yeah. Until the next spirits, my friends. All right, Greg, we're back. You. I missed you. I missed you in I those like minutes. I've been gone for so long. <laughs> gazing at you across the table. Yeah. But uh, we, I want to get into the beer world now. We kind of uh, yeah. tiptoed into it. We, yeah, we haven't really. Uh, we've been enjoying some beverages here. Um, so after, you get, you get the whole nutshell. You, so you have two daughters, correct? I do. Then you have Sarah. I sure do. And then you left the parking job. Yep. Yep. Became, how did you get into the brewing industry? Um, so, yeah, I was, uh, I was going to Shades Brewing quite often. I, I, I would almost say I became a regular, well, at least once a week I would go. So as regular as that can, can be. <laughs> Weekly? Weeklier. And um, I really enjoyed their beers. I thought they were really fun. Uh, a good friend of mine had, was like, hey, I got to take you to this place. It's super weird. It's super creepy. And this is back in the days when uh, they're, they just moved down. Mm. And he was like, it's brand new, like brand new, like this weekend, let's go. But you're going to trip out because he had already been there. Um, and I was like, okay. Uh, He's like, it's in the old meat packing place. And I was like, what? High grade? That's crazy. Uh, I remember that place when I was a kid, mm. like driving by and seeing it, little dancing pigs on their sign. Never saw it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I, I remembered the place. I was like, uh, okay, let's go. We got in the car. He drove me there. I was like, uh, dude, are you shitting me? Where are we? <laughs> you know, we, it was the, the old entrance was on, on Maine or, not me. On, uh, excuse me. West Temple. West Temple. Temple. Yes. West Temple. And you, you entered through the old meatpacking, like, facilities, front door, walked down a long hallway of darkness and creepiness, went through some double doors into another room of weirdness and creepiness, and you're like, am I getting murdered here? What the <laughs> hell is going on? You went into the brewery, and it was like this fun, warm creepy but cool atmosphere mm. you know and uh they had a great bartender tony at the time he was tony. a rad dude and tony. uh yeah tony <laughs> and he was rad and uh um you know we'd have beers with tony and it was great i was like these are great beers they had a mars in and a pale ale and you know uh, a couple of different ipas all like on draft and i was like this this is cool. This place is rad. So we started hanging out there. Every Friday, we'd do our beard club meeting, actually, there. Cool. Pretty much every Friday. Um, we entered the X96 Film Festival once because we made a, uh, a film there at Shades, no the way. old Shades, That's back really cool. in the back. It was, it was a spoof on Fight Club. But no it was way. Beard Club. Do you still have that? Um, Somewhere. It, it may or may not be on YouTube somewhere. Oh, I'm going to find this. Beard Club. I don't do. Don't watch. I don't. It was pretty terrible, but it's <laughs> stupid to, and funny to us. So we, we did not win 
the X96. To damn shame. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bill and Carrie, <laughs> Gina. Where, what the hell, guys? Come on. No, just kidding. Uh, but it was fun, and we had a good time. Um, uh, but we did that like two or three years in a row. Wow. We, we submitted a, a silly film. Um, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I got involved with Shades. Uh, so I was going there all the time, and one day I ended up talking to Trent, and he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be bottling beer tomorrow. If you're free, we could use an extra hand. And I was like, wow, that would be weirdly cool. I've never... I've been to a lot of brewery tours. Uh, my dad and I homebrewed when I was real little, you know. Oh, wow. But really beyond that, I, I mean, you know, I love beer. I love drinking beer. Not so much of a brewer or anything else. Uh, but, so, but, yeah, I'd love to come catch bottles at the end of the line. Which is, what I, I actually, all I did was tape boxes closed and put a date stamp on them and stack them on the stack. That was my, my entry job, entry level. Was yeah. stack, stack tape and stack So you just like showed up one day? Like, yeah. we need help. Yeah, he was like, did they pay you or just paid in uh, beer? In Utah? It paid, so they were paid. You were yeah, paid. of course I was paid Cool, monies. that's really cool. <laughs> um. But I was just mostly a volunteer mm. at the time, so I wasn't full employee. Um, uh, kind of a friend of the brewery as I became, um, and I worked probably like a few times. And then they were like, we really should actually just put you on the payroll. You seem to have fun over there catching boxes and stacking them. I was like, hell yeah, this is fun. You hit me up whenever this is happening. I'll, I'll be here. Mm. And they're like, well, we do it like every few days, but there's other stuff we could have you do too. And I was like, well, okay. I guess I have a job now. <laughs> I like that. And so uh, I slid right in and um, we were bottling beer and they were like, oh, well, we could use a bartender too. Have you ever poured the beer? And no. I said, yeah, I mean, I pour myself beers out of cans and bottles all the time. <laughs> I do it on the regular like, at I'm home. pretty sure I could figure out the, the draft. Whoop, whoop, yep. Wow. <laughs> that looks Look, good. Beer in the glass. <laughs> Done. Yeah. And I got better, obviously, as uh, practice went by mm -hmm. of learning to pour from the draft system. And, uh, yeah, um, so I was a bartender and doing a little packaging every few days. Um, and then Trent was like, hey, do you want to start learning this bottling machine? And I said, sure. So I started learning the bottling machine. Um, and just in time for Park City to kind of come in and uh, join up with us. Mm. We were going to try to do a co-op that didn't ever really work out mm. um, at the time. Um, and so they brought with them the goose, the wild Ooh. goose, four-headed canna. Ooh. And so I was like, the Ooh. geese. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, honestly, Trent, I, I, I feel like I don't want to learn that bottling machine. And I'd rather learn that canning machine. We should get one of those. And, you know, I don't know if that was verbatim, per se. <laughs> but that was kind of the consensus of what we were talking about. And so I started learning the goose from them. Mm. And uh, I learned what I could. And I started canning our beer on their canning line. Because uh, we were sharing stuff, tanks and stuff. So yeah. 
and we were like, this bottling line is, it was done for our time with it anyway. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we, we switched to using the Goose with them. And then they took their exodus from our place. Mm-hmm. I don't know, stuff happened above my pay grade. I don't really know because I don't listen to stuff. But, uh, you know. You uh, just pour the beer. Yeah, yeah I was pouring beer. beer and canning beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved running the Goose. I thought that was a lot of fun. But they left the Goose and they, they left it with us for a little while to use uh, because they knew we had kind of de- decommissioned our canning line. Uh, and we had a new canning line on the way. Um, this this big, uh, mm, very fast Palmer uh, twelve head filler, four head seamer. Jeez, it was it was a monster of a machine, and dude, you know, it it took us a while to get going, and we figured it out, and um, it was fun to run for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just it was like. You know, it was a high-maintenance setup, and it, it worked really well, but, like, man, it was just like, wow, I can't handle this stuff. And um, I, was, I was at Shades for four years. Cool. And uh, became their, like, lead packaging guy, and it was a lot of fun. You know, I learned so much about packaging, uh, and it was amazing in that way. Um, but uh, so... I then heard that uh, someone was leaving the, the Templin family, and I was like, oh, my God, that's my favorite brewery. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, and then Oktoberfest was coincidentally happening, and I bought oh. a ticket. So this is, this, is, this is my beliefs. It's a crazy belief. It's a weird belief. But uh, during Oktoberfest, I dropped a piece of, of meat on the floor. In the brewer in the house brewery. during Oktoberfest, and I picked it up, and I said to my wife, there's no other brewery in this state that I know of that I would eat off of the floor of. <laughs> and I ate the meat, <laughs> and with eating that meat, I made a wish that I would hopefully one day work at Templin Family Brewing. <laughs> I love this. I know it's kind of silly and ridiculous, but but it's also poetic. And so, and then I was also just like, "Hey, Kevin, I hear your, your canning guy is leaving. I know how to run a goose. I would really love to run your goose for you, sir. Please let me come run your goose. Please <laughs> give me a try, more? sir." And he was like, "Yeah, well, we'll give you a shot. See what you can do." And um, you know, I've been there for about a year and a little bit, a year and a half now since yeah. Oh, that it's, makes you so happy. It's, it's, Look at you. It's beautiful, dude. Uh, I do love you, it. Do you like your uh, time at the uh, TIFF Brewing? I love my time at the TIFF Brewing. It, the TIFF is, is literally a family. All the guys are, are awesome. All the gals are amazing. Everybody, everybody are... The second I walked in there and started working there... And, you know, a lot of people are like, who are you? I'm like, I'm the new guy. And they're like, oh, welcome. You know, and uh, it was, yeah, smiles and, and friendships from pretty much day one where they were just like welcoming me into the fold. Um, everybody, I mean, you know, Kevin and Britt are amazing bosses. They're just like friendly and kind every day. They're always looking out for us. Always like, hey, you guys oh, no. okay? Everything good? Checking in. And... um 
yeah, no, Kyle and and Sam and Michael and Cobb. Cobb. Mr. Cobb. Mm-hmm. I love those guys, dude. They're yeah. they literally have become brothers to me that I'm like, Great. you know, this place is solid. And today we had something happen. Hmm. We have a, a new one into the fold. Oh really? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Emmett. Emmett. Emmett Templin. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Chris Templin's son. Wow. Kevin's nephew, is he, he started catching cans at the end of the line today. That's awesome. Good for him. He's scrubbing floors Welcome with me. Welcome to the fold, he, he was, Mr. Yeah, Emmett. He's getting into the stocking and all the all the fun stuff that we do at oh, the brewery. Catch like, the bug. Yeah. Catch the bug. Like, here's what we do. Like, don't lift that keg. <laughs> here's the eyewash. You know, all mm-hmm. the stuff. You yeah. know, it was, it was a great day. Cool. It was a lot of fun to, to welcome a new guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It makes me happy. And, and TF it, it is probably the cleanest brewery around, I think. Well, just... I, I say that, but I'd eat off this floor. <laughs> I mean, I did clean it today. <laughs> this is as clean as our floor. Well, I appreciate I would that. Say, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let's go get some meat real let's quick. Let's <laughs> find something to drop on this floor. I will eat it. <laughs> so have you ever think, thought about um, brewing? Oh, because you know the packaging really well. You know how to take care of the, the nitty-gritty. I, you know, I do some cellar work. Yeah. Uh, you know, wash some tanks and whatnot. Uh, wash kegs all day if you want me to. Uh, yeah. But... Have you ever thought about hot side? Uh, you know, so, like I was saying, I got into mead about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Where I'm homebrewing some mead. And there's not, there's not a hot side to mead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you drink too much. <laughs> well, then, yes, you get a little hot. Mm-hmm. But no. There, there is, does it scare me? No. Um, does it, like, super interest me? Yeah, but it doesn't excite me. Mm, okay. I know that sounds... I, I don't... I like packaging. And I, that's totally fine. And uh, honestly, like, washing a tank is a good time to me. It's, yeah. it's groovy. Um, uh Brewing? Would I like to? Yeah. I would like to shadow somebody for a brew day where we're making, you know, something I love, like a, a Marzen or something. Mm. I like that. <laughs> uh, but I love beers. So, I, I mean, it could be any beer that we're making, and I would be like, woo. Um, but uh, I, it's honestly, I don't know. It's never been my dream to be a brewer. Hmm. I think it would be fun. Um, and I, I, not to discount like what I'm doing in any way, shape, or form, but I had my dream career as a dancer, and so like I don't necessarily I haven't I haven't had a dream, gotcha per se, since that career ended. Not to not and and my dream was to have a family, which I'm currently having currently. Currently keeping living, and it's yeah. great. Uh, and then my other dream was just to like you know, be employed in something fun and interesting, which I'm currently doing. Um, I mean, I do have a weird bug in me that Utah doesn't have a meadery. Hmm. I mean, it does have the hive. I'm not discounting them, but they're a. a Fruit, wine, and mead. Mm-hmm. They and and stuff. They you know they right. do a lot of cool 
uh, sure, delicious things, definitely. But uh, it's just, they're not exclusively a meadery. And so you're thinking just meat. Meads. I, I mean, you brought one. Today. We have a cidery. We have, we yeah, have we, should, we should try it. It is, it is a blackberry <clears throat> uh, melomel, technically. Well, for uh, those who don't know what a melomel is, what's that, it's, sir? It's, it's a fruited mead. Like, you know, you still have to have your sugars coming from honey as your main source. And then... And then fruit is your your secondary sugar source. Um, this is my second mead that I've ever made. Ever made, and huh? it was it is carbonated. It is a sweet mead, technically. Um, well, the fruit, yeast. The fruit is, in this uh, one. Yeah. But black blackberry, just blackberry. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited Cheers. for this. Cheers. Prost. Mm. Yeah. Salud. Kenpai. I think all my stuff, no, my, my newest one, I don't like. <laughs> you don't like this one? Mm. No, I do. My, my third mead. Oh, gotcha. Which is a cherry mead. It I, has a cola nose to it. Yeah. It's, it's sparkly. Mm. It's, it's sugary. It's sweet. It is kind of, um, I don't know. I like it. But it's... Ooh. Kind of weird. Kind of... What kind of honey did you use? I'm curious. That is wildflower, this one. Mm. Yeah, it's just Utah, Utah wildflower. <laughs> I'm enjoying this a lot. Um, it's a, probably about 13%, um, I think. Oh, I can't remember so my notes. You were earlier talking about how sometimes mead has this viscous yeah, it's like like quality to it. Yeah, it's like syrupy, kind of. But that carbonic acid is cutting through that. Yeah. That was that's always what I was thinking is that would make this beverage more palatable to like more people. Hmm. I, I think the more spritzier the better. Yeah. But I little, think you're yeah, on something. A little crispier. Yeah. Crispy boys. Crispy boys. We're like a little crispy boy. Crispy mead. Yeah. And generally they're served you know, traditionally they're served flat or um is it because you want that almost umami taste to it? Yeah. Like that, that... I mean, people are looking for the honey to really come through, but that's where I think if you can leave a little more residual sweetness, then you mm. get those honey notes and the sweetness that you're expecting from honey. As fermenting this, uh, out of curiosity, did you have to put any enzymes in there or um, nutrients to help yeah. that yeast yes. munch um, on it? Yeah, so mead, um, honey doesn't have a lot of... Uh, available stuff for yeast to go through so you want to you need yeast uh, nutrient for mm. sure um and usually they do like a feeding schedule like a step feeding oh cool over the first it's like goldfish is yeah yeah it's weirdly like feeding goldfish <laughs> and um but you also get that volcano effect when uh. adding you know so you have to kind of do a little bit degassing and mm. and then add your nutrient and but, um, yeah, pectic enzyme for when you're using fruits. Hmm. Um, Makes sense. So that, yeah, it'll break down that pectin, which could leave a, a haze, basically. So it's really more for appearance. Oh. But you would use the enzyme. What um, would you do differently with this batch if you were to recreate it? More berries. More berries? Yeah. I would go more berries. But that would be it. Oh. Um, Where'd you get the blackberries from? My Home's blackberries. My yard. <gasps> yeah, I grew them. What? Yeah, Homegrown blackberries? Yeah, we've been growing them 
since we moved to this house and yeah yeah it's I love that mm. yeah but people think they want more honey right mm-hmm. do you want more honey though I think I'm getting honey flavor mm-hmm. I think not at the end yeah for sure I think there's the honey it's like a honey 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 present yeah so <clears throat> this I is mean, nice I don't like meads that don't have a honey presence. Mm. And I think drier meads lose, can lose a honey presence, ah. in my opinion. Mm. Um, but definitely drier meads appeal to different people that don't like the sweet, sweet that I like. Also gluten-free for those... Uh... Yeah, I mean, no sugar except honey. It's just honey, honey, honey. So what's the next? What's the third batch? What did you put in the third batch? Third batch, uh, I went with cherries. Um, and a whole bunch of cherry juice. And I, uh, I don't know. I, I think I had followed my cleanliness procedure. <laughs> but I'm not really 100% sure. There were some days that I was working with a lot of Bretomyces oh. at work. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't, I don't, I still think it was being clean. But I might have added nutrient one day that I had been working with Brett and not quite as clean as I personally thought. Maybe, Hmm. you know, you brush it somewhere, this or that. I don't know. Something happened. Maybe. We got to try it. I think we got to try it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, aging right now. How long does the meat typically take for you to, to make um, like from start to finish? That's the thing is like, uh, I've been fermenting at like the the cold side of of the yeast tolerance, so it it's going a little slower than say summertime meads. Mm-hmm. This is a summertime mead. This one, oh. dude, this was like fermented out, done in two weeks, and then sediment dropping for another two weeks, and I threw it in a oh. keg. This on draft? Yeah. I'm almost to the end, though. Oh, I know. And this is like this is very pretty. Yeah, it's it is, isn't it? It's very well lagered. It's <laughs> it's clear. It, for I was like, holy schmoly, for the amount of cherry gunk that was in there that dropped out. Is it or not cherry? Excuse me, blackberry. Black is it noticeable difference from the first time you drank it to now? Yeah, yeah. Is it's it better, worse. More berry has come out, mm-hmm. and more honey at the end. It's, Which I think yeah. you like, right? Yeah, I do. So you're saying maybe lager meads? Yeah, I think and so. I mean, that's honestly, where the sweet like, spot is. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. And honestly, like, like we do lager beer, like carve it up and put it in the cold. Yeah. And just let it sit. Yeah. Just let it just do its thing. Do its thing. Because, you know, like if it's carved up nicely and you have a nice head of carb in that space, it's, no oxidation is going to happen. It's nope. just, just going to meld on it. It's that sweet yeah. environment. Yeah. It's just that lovely environment. Meld into this beautiful beverage. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's cool. So you, if you had it your way, would you open a meadery here in Utah? <sighs> My wife would never let it happen. <laughs> why, Sarah? Why? <laughs> why, wife? No. I know. Why, Sarah? Why would you do this to me? Uh, because uh, it's, it's a, I think it is a pipe dream. Mm. There isn't one maybe for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I mean, mead is like, you say mead and people are like, what? I'm not saying meat. I'm saying mead. I don't eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's mead. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
it's, it's a really old beverage that goes back to the beginnings of alcohol fermentation along with beer and... It just makes sense. Yeah. Fermented honey. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a, bucket of, a bucket of honey that some yeast and water fell in, and, and then they sipped on it, and we're like, hmm. Oh, and I feel good afterwards. Yeah, let's, let's make more. Bonus, yeah. This. No, you're right. Yeah. I like this. And thanks for sharing this, by the oh, way. Oh, my pleasure, dude. To bring yeah. it down. I'm but always happy. When, when it comes to, I know you're happy, and I, I love the story. <clears throat> I feel like, G-Wolf, that you're... you're, you're your life story so far has been fantastic and loving. I love it. It's been a good life. And it's going to continue to get better and bigger and awesome. And I'm excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's some goals you have for your life uh, when it comes to you, your family, and some aspirations you have um, or you don't know, have? <laughs> uh, I want to see my, my daughters become successful young ladies. You know, I want them to find joy. That would be, that would be perfect. I want to live a long life with my, my sweet wife. Yeah, just going on vacation, seeing the world, being together. Uh, you know, I, I want to continue in the beer industry. Cool. I, like, I love, I, I really do. I love canning beer. I, and so many people will be like, I hate packaging. I, I mean, I listened to Patrick Wong's wonderful interview with you. And he's like, Patrick, packaging? Blah, blah. No. And that's totally cool. I totally understand. Um, so many of my friends in this industry have hated packaging days. Mm-hmm. And I understand why. It's, it, it, it can be frustrating yeah. as all get out. You know, just one little um, thing is going wrong and it screws up the whole um, process from yeah. beginning. You have to stop and, and take time and tinker a lot a lot of tinkering you know um and i think that 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 it's not necessarily fun but it's something different weirdly every day you know is it the labeler gonna mess up (laughs) no perfect is it the depalletizer that's gonna mess up oh yeah that's it today (laughs) you know or or is phil head number whatever gonna be a little poop Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, something, something yeah. somewhere. Turn that one off today. You know, like, ah, something's gonna drive me nuts somewhere. But um, you have space for that, though. You have patience. Yeah, I think it's just you have to just take a step back and look at it and say, what is going wrong here? Let's slow down one second. I've and... never seen you lose your cool. Do you lose your cool ever? But is it quick and done and open, um, or do you let that I, fester? No, I, 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 I try not to ever freak out on stuff. I think it's better to, again, just like step back and think about what you're thinking for a second. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I've yelled, I've yelled and I've screamed and, and sure. stumped my feet and thrown a temper tantrum, <laughs> but where you know it doesn't get you very far. You know yeah. what I mean? It's and just it goes like, back to wasted energy. Yeah, it is wasted energy. Um, uh, and again, time and place. You know, sometimes you got to holler to to get heard. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. But otherwise, I think it's best to just be calm about it and figure out how can we make things better for everyone. Make it easier. Yeah. Make it make it smoother. Yeah, and not ca- <clears throat> cause more havoc. To someone's already possible having a bad day. Yeah. Like, why, why, oh, why put yeah. that 
yeah. unload that on somebody. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, oh, that's definitely. Yeah, you can't unload on people. No. And, I mean, then again, you. Like, I, I go home and I, I, like, blah, my wife, and she's like, "Are you done yet?" <laughs> yes, I'm done, and now I'm done. <laughs> Good. Good. You know, but I, I haven't done that in a while. I haven't needed to. That's I, awesome. Yeah. To, it's, life has been very stressless. Hmm. Stress less. Yeah, I like that. Stress Still less. stresses, of course. Yeah, stressors are going to come with life, yeah, I feel Worries like. and, and That's how you handle it. And that's how I think you've rewired yourself to handle certain situations and stressors. Working on it. I mean, we always are, right? Yeah. You always fine-tuning. Yeah. Like that, that damn candy line. You always mm-hmm. fine-tuning, right? Always, always. Oh, my gosh. Every day. But always you always, I, I think... I've been, when I met you at Shades, I mean, oh. you've been nothing but smiles and just positivity and, and a big-ass heart. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart Dude. for being a great human and always being so kind. Hell yeah. Thank, thank you, man. No, I really do you. appreciate you. And, and taking time today out of your busy schedule to sit down and, and share your story, I had no idea. <laughs> and I love it. Thank I you. I can't wait to know you more and to get to know you better. And thanks for being a friend, man. Dude, I love you. You're amazing. You are amazing. I love you. What you're doing for the community, though, is insane. (laughs) You are building this bridge between all the breweries, this multi-legged bridge to where we all get to come together and share our stories. And, like, you are the conduit. You know? Thank you. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word necessarily. I am, I'm, but conduit I, sounds right I can't, to me. A conduit is kind of cool. I don't, it's electrifying. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, the, you know, like the, the junction, the, yeah. like the, the hub. The, the yeah. hub. That's a good one, too. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Words. <laughs> it's okay. It's a feeling, and I feel it. It's a thank you. It's yeah. sincere, and thank you so much. Yeah. Thank I you. just, uh, people like you um, deserve to be showcased. I believe in that. And, we have amazing people. Like, you have the TF family. And we have a Utah brewing fermentation family. Mm-hmm. It's a family. That's why I say it all the time. And, and the canners from the brewers to the sake makers to the kombucha makers, like, we're all in it together. Oh, yeah. We couldn't we, do it without each other. No. It's, it's and a, that's where I, I think uh, being one family is going to help us all become better. Woohoo, family. Yeah. <laughs> right? Family home evening every day. Yes. <laughs> but again, thank you so much, G Wolf. I appreciate you. Is there anything before we leave that I can do for you as a brewer, as a friend, as tastemasters to help you in your life and your stru- and your awesome beard? Yes, there's so much you could do for me. Hey, let me know. I'll come over. This is it right now. You keep doing what you're doing. Because I love it, dude. You're awesome. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. <laughs> on that note, my friend. Until next time. Cheers. Frost. This has been another episode of The Tastemasters. Find us on Instagram at the underscore Tastemasters, Twitter at The Tastemasters, or on Facebook as The Tastemasters. Like, share, subscribe, DM us for any questions, or leave a review. Tell your friends, and thanks for listening. Produced and recorded at Fuse Audio. Give them a follow at Fuse underscore audio.